Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Concert Pipeline Podcast. I am Steve Jones. I'm Joe Wilson. I didn't realize we were counting. Yeah, you never realize there are numbers attached to these things? I think we should just have fun with it. I didn't know there were numbers. Uh, I just list the numbers. You want to have milestones, right? I mean, so we can... Well, 27 is not a milestone. It's the first time we've mentioned... It's the first time I've ever mentioned the, the episode number, but... Uh... Right. But but, but twenty seven is an important number in music, right? Uh, Kurt Cobain. What age did he die? There's a twenty seven. Right, club. right, so, right. The twenty seven club. There is. So, uh, who else was in that? There was a gal. Wasn't Jimi uh, Hendrix in that? Jimi Hendrix was in it, and uh, so was um, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse, but that's not who I was thinking yeah. of. I was thinking of an actual musician. Ha! Um, <laughs> uh, no. <clears throat> um, God, I feel like such a moron. I can't it's, remember her name though. The gal who, uh, Janis Jan Joplin. Joplin. Boom. Yeah, Jim yeah, Morrison. Uh, yeah, Jim Morrison. Yeah. 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 So this, yeah. so this is an important episode. All right, I like that you 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 got that. You had that set up nicely done, Stephen Jones. Pulled it out right. So I am none the wiser. Um, so episode twenty-seven of Concert Pipeline podcast, and um, and we have a, a fun one with no interviews uh, today, but. Uh, we're really going to hit the music and it's going to be uh, uh, bringing you some songs from an amazing concert that I went to uh, just the other night at the Fillmore, the uh, Acoustic for a Cure concert that Sammy Hagar put together uh, with, I mean, the names are just uh, huge, uh, playing in a small place, uh, as small as the Fillmore that holds 1,100 people. Um, so we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, before we do, um, where should they follow us on Twitter, Joe? They should follow us on Twitter at Concert Pipeline. Mm-hmm. Where should they follow us on Facebook? They they should follow us at facebook.com forward slash Concert Pipeline Pod. That's right. The pod being the most important part. And they should also subscribe to the podcast, I think. I think they should subscribe. I mean, I don't know. They don't have to if they don't want to. We're, But we're, uh, we're funny. Entertaining. No, that's it. We're that, not that, funny. That's the word. That's the word. We're entertaining. Absolutely. If you're driving to work and you're thinking to yourself, man, I need to kill an hour or so, tune in to Concert Pipeline. We're good times. We, yeah, we will help you kill that hour. I'm so rudery. Yeah, so um, so we'll get into the, the uh, main content of the show here in a little bit. But uh, before we do, uh, what's our favorite segment to start with? The The first and greatest segment... Music news. Okay, of course, um, uh, we have some great stories for you in the music news today. Uh, the first story up um, is from antimusic.com forward slash day in rock, and it's that uh, Black Sabbath's final concert may be coming. Uh, Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Aomi told Metal Hammer that Black Sabbath's headline appearance at the Bar Clay Card British Summertime Festival at London's Hyde Park might be the uh, the band's uh, final gig. 
The July 4th show, the closing date on the band's summer 2014 tour, will see Sabbath headline above Soundgarden, Faith No More, Motorhead, and Soulfly um, on the main stage. And according to Iommi, it could be the end of the road for the band. Um, It could be the last ever Sabbath show, he admits. Um, I don't want it to be, but there's nothing really planned tour-wise after that show, so for all we know, that could be it, really. To be honest, I don't want to be touring to this extent too much longer because it makes me feel so bad. What are your thoughts? Mm. High time to hang it up. If the guy's hearts aren't in it anymore, don't do it. Don't do it for the money. Don't uh, don't force it. Just just do it if you're feeling it. If they're feeling it, they should do it to her. If that's what they want to die doing. That's what they should die doing. But if they don't feel it, they shouldn't do it. So I'm uh I'm in full support of uh, retirement of of old uh, junkie musicians, as you well know. I do. I do know that. <laughs> and. Uh, and yeah, I mean, uh, about uh, ten... you're breaking up. You're oh, breaking up. How about that? I can't okay. hear you. All right. Um, so, I uh, interviewed Zach Wild back in 2005 at Ozfest and saw Sabbath play um, at that show, and it was heavily rumored around that time that Ozzy might be, you know, hanging up the, his coat. Uh, that was before they got him. That was before they got him off all the drugs, though. Yeah. So, and I think cape is more appropriate. I don't know if he wears a coat, cape. but he's the Prince of Darkness wears a cape. He does. So, um, and uh, so that was the rumor at that point. So it's been almost ten years since that point. I think it's something they've been thinking about probably for a while. Uh, but, yeah, but the, every dog has his day. They do. As our friend likes, as our friend uh, uh, Dave King likes to say, it's true. Flog and Molly. Yeah. So we'll see if there's any any validity to that, but uh, I mean it'd be cool to see Sabbath one more time if they make it around. But um, but yeah, if like you you said, if they're not in it to win it, then uh, let them yeah, win. hang them up, call yep. it. So you have a story you wanted? I think that's the jam. Oh, of course they do. Of course yeah. they do. I uh, as you well know, I do have a story for us. Um, Billboard Music Awards happened this past week. Uh, you know, nobody nobody cared. Uh, because I think we all know that it's total garbage. However, there was one thing that I thought jumped out that was pretty cool. Um, Michael Jackson has had a profound effect on my uh, love of music ever since a young age. I was a Jackson fan. Uh, I had Michael Jackson bad and dangerous on cassette. Um, And he invited you over to Neverland Ranch, right? He never did, unfortunately. I wanted him to so bad. Uh, I pined for the day that, that Macaulay Culkin, and Michael Jackson and me would hang out um, and we would talk about uh, cheese pizza all to ourselves and um, and we were going to hang out with Bubbles the Chimp. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted when I was eight years old was to, to party with uh, Michael and uh, Macaulay. Uh, <laughs> didn't work. Didn't, didn't, yeah, that's right. Uh, didn't, didn't work out. Didn't happen, unfortunately. Um or fortunately, I don't know. Maybe I got maybe I dodged a bullet there, but uh, I will say that um, uh, I've always been a fan of Michael Jackson's music. I'm not really, I don't really know either way if he did horrible things to children. I hope he didn't. Um, but you know, and, and it's it's hard to think that there would be a bunch of people who would conspire to take somebody down. But you know, when there's millions of dollars on the table, and and uh, his lawyers, should, you know, throw hush money at at uh, parents to not, you know, to not go to court. Um, it's hard to know whether or not it's legitimate or not. 
Um, in any case, all that aside, he was a hell of a performer uh, and a great entertainer. And uh, he, he performed at the, the Billboard Music Awards uh, as a hologram. Um, they did one of his new tracks called Slave to the Rhythm, uh, which is off of, I want to say it was, it was, it was recorded around da the time Dangerous was recorded, but wasn't released. Um, so yeah, the, the hologram got out and performed as if it was Michael. Um, back in 2012, if you remember, Tupac Shakur made a, a guest appearance at Coachella, uh, as a hologram, I do which remember. was a big deal. Um, because everybody, uh, everybody was was really excited about that. So um, I thought that it was it was cool um, that they that they had that performance. And uh, Escape would be the the new album uh, coming out for Michael Jackson. And I think that it's been produced in kind of a modern way. I think that they've updated a lot of the beats and the sound uh, to really be modernized. Uh, the the executive producer is L.A. Reid. Um, but there were also four other producers that, that took part, or three other, excuse me, to make four total. Timbaland, Babyface, and Reed. Oh, I guess that's three. It says by four producers. They lost one. And it only lists three. I don't know. In any case, they lost one. Not as important as the other three, I guess. Uh, they also they threw Justin Timberlake on some tracks um, on the album. So I, I think that it's probably very well produced. I've been listening to it uh, on YouTube's. It's not bad, um, but it's definitely not my, my bag. It's very poppy and, uh, again, overproduced. It just has this very kind of, um, uh, I'm going to say kind of almost like sterile. Uh, sterile is not a good word. It's just it's not exciting music for me. There's nothing to it, and I feel like it's, you know, they went back and, and dug through uh, some recordings that didn't make the master's cut and now they're they're looking to cash in on it so can i hate no is it cool that we have new michael jackson tracks absolutely um the hologram performance was pretty fucking cool too so you guys should check that out it's definitely on youtube um just to watch michael jackson move around looks like him looks like the king in his prime kicking ass would you pay to go see a hologram hell no yeah but i'd watch but i would watch it on youtube yeah that's that's a good call out. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't really go out of my way, I would say, to to see that sort of thing. But yeah, I would check it out on YouTube. So it's a good deal. Um, so one more story here uh, before we get into our next uh, newish segment, and that is um, about Dave Grohl. Um, Dave Grohl is coming to your TV set again, this time with his own TV show. Uh, Classic Rock Magazine reports that Grohl will be given his own series on HBO. The program will expand on uh, the feel of Foo Fighters frontman Sound City documentary, finding Grohl traveling to recording studios across the world. Um, he'll also conduct various interviews at each studio, um, going head-to-head -head with some other musicians who have recorded there. Um, so pretty much an excuse to um, watch him flex his music muscle in each recording studio. Um, some people that they have... Uh, lined up are Kisses Paul Stanley, um, Joe Walsh of the Eagles, and Hearts Nancy Wilson, who I actually saw at the Acoustic Four A Cure concert. Um, so, um, so what are your thoughts there, Joe? I mean, I won't watch it. I think reality TV is so fucking played out. I mean, is there anything to, to look forward to at this point? I think we've we've dramatized and uh, uh, made famous thousands of undeserving individuals at this point i think it's over i think i think it's totally over i can't watch a reality tv program 
Yeah, and so most of its most reality TV is garbage. I mean, and it's cheaply made. It, but none of it's Survivor. A lot of money. Steve Jones, big fan. You are you are you your big fan? Yo, Steve Jones, big fan. Survivor loves it. Oh yeah, yeah, I watch it every week. Yeah, right. You did once upon a time. Yeah, maybe. I think he's been one. canceled. I haven't I haven't heard of Survivor in I a very long no, time. No, I think it's still on. Yeah, I've heard. No, I've heard it's still on like episode uh, season twenty seven no. or something like that. It's ridiculous. No, you're lying. No, I don't think so. All right, it's, let's consult the Oracle. <laughs> you you find out, but I'll talk about Sound City in the meantime. Which, uh, if the show is anything like Sound City, which it mentions, I mean, it might actually be you know pretty good. Uh, I got a chance to see the Sound City documentary with Dave Grohl uh, in Napa. Uh, um, and uh, oh my god, <laughs> Survivor is still. On. Yeah, what season? Oh my god. Oh oh my brain. Oh it hurts. It's on Wednesdays at eight o'clock. Yeah. I told uh, you. I open I I open the webpage and there's a bunch of people with mud on them. Holy shit. Yep. I oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is the craziest thing. I can't even believe I was joking when I said Survivor. I was just kidding. I didn't realize that was still on. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's not going um, away. So they they mass why? they mass produce that so much. It's it's insane. Yeah, it it's still going. Why? I don't have an answer. What Steve, do you? Steve, stop watching Survivor. <laughs> I I did about probably twenty six seasons ago. Stop it! <laughs> stop doing it. I can't. I can't believe you still watch this show. Yeah. No. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember when the first season was? Oh, I, I could. I'd have to say ninety-five. Oh no, later, later uh, than that. What? Two, two thousand. Ah, uh, a couple years. That's off. right. And we are in season number twenty-eight. Oh, it's close. I guess twenty-seven. And there so. have been four hundred and twenty-five episodes. That's that's ridiculous, right? With a forty-three-minute runtime per episode. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for the trivia on Survivor. I'm glad that's uh, that's sticking. I'm around. glad you're. I'm glad you're such a huge fan. And you should stop watching uh, it. Hey, I, I need to help him get to the 500th episode. So. Survivor, Borneo. Kelly Regalsworth was the runner-up. Richard Hatch was the winner. Final vote was four three. Sounds like it was a celebrity one or something or all star. No, no, no. Survivor Borneo was the first one. Oh, the first. Okay, yeah. Richard Hatch, yes. Who? Yeah, you were. Yes, of course you know. You remember. You're a huge fan. Oh yeah. Survivor. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this is insane. I can't. I cannot believe this. It's this is America, Joe. Survivor Nicaragua. Survivor heroes versus villains. Survivor Samoa. Oh my god. You, you love Survivor it. Micronesia. What the fuck? They're running out of places. So. I can't believe this. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Doomed. It's great. Doomed. All right. Okay. Let's, okay. Onward and upward. Onward and upward. Let's get into our next segment, which uh, is one that uh, you created, right? We created. We, we, we made created. Magic happen. We made it happen. Um, and this is we did. This is a, a segment um, we like to call money. I think that's a good good name for it. Mm-hmm. 
Money, 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 money. Money. Okay. You got to throw your people at me. Yeah, so uh, for those who haven't heard this segment in our last episode, um, we have a nifty little sounder now, and um, so we're going to be doing this on the regular, and uh, the premise is pretty easy. Uh, we take... Not all the time. Not all the time, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to give you what you want now, and we're going to tease you with what you're going to get in the future. There you go. And, yeah. Keep and, you coming back. Keep you coming back to Concert Pipeline Pod on facebook and concert pipeline on twitter exactly and so the uh, premise of this game is easy right we challenge each other to uh guess the net worth of musicians or celebrities um that's and, right any any well, i'd say it's a catch-all just anybody who has money anybody who has money besides us right um <laughs> uh, and right well uh, we both know what each other's worth yeah and whatever our wives say we're worth Ow. <laughs> and, and uh so we got so I got a couple of a couple of names for you. This is there's three rounds and uh, uh, at the end we total up the differences. And Joe's the mathematician in the group, so he'll be keeping mental tally of how far off we are. Um, and we're not uh, gonna have an exact number. I'm gonna I'm gonna estimate. We're just gonna round. We'll round. So unless I'm very close to beating Steve, which I don't think I'm predicting a blowout. I'm gonna destroy Steve this round. Yeah, he let, beat me last time. He beat me last time. I'm back. Are you? I was down, but not, not out. Fair enough. So, so Let's I'm gonna this. I'm gonna take some uh, some names who are at the Acoustic for a Cure concert uh, that oh, I went to. Okay, thematic. Uh, exactly. So tying it in, right? Okay. Um, okay. Right. So let's start with the creator of Acoustic for a Cure, and that is uh, Sammy Hagar. Acoustic. Acoustic. Acoustic for a Cure. And Sammy Hagar. Hagar. How much is that guy worth? Sammy Hagar. Uh, of course, of frontman fame with the group Van Halen. Uh, Sammy Hagar rocking for almost 30 years now or more. Um, having gone platinum more than once, having sang for multiple, multiple groups, including super groups, uh, Chicken Foot, as well as, uh, I want to say he was participatory. In, well, I guess let's just say the, for the, his his, his acoustic for the cure show acoustic for the cure show there you go uh, uh i think sammy agar all in 30 31 million dollars 31 million dollars market what we got locked in 120 million holy shit <laughs> uh, 120 or i should say Oh my God! <laughs> right, I'm like like Van Halen. No, no, okay. Sure. Time for teacher. Anyone? No, okay. This thing on. Is this thing on? Yeah. yeah. I uh, okay. So I'm already I'm already behind the eight ball. I have a pretty. That's a pretty huge discrepancy. That's pretty brutal. Um, damn. I didn't think. I mean, damn. He's never been in a single movie. He's just been rocking. 120 yes. mil. Living large, Sammy Hagar. So you're off by Good ninety million at this point, right? So Yeah, yeah. Well, eighty seven if you want to be exact. Okay. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off by a pretty good amount. Um, okay. So I'm in the hole. We might change this to go round to round. So like it doesn't matter how much I'm off by uh-huh. as long as you're also off more than. Um, okay. So I'm gonna go in another direction, um, other than the acoustic for a cure show. Um <clears throat> We're going to go back. Uh, the last of three films that's coming out 
this December um, would be the Battle of Five Armies, the third in the Hobbit trilogy, which I think we can all agree was a little excessive. Uh, but we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the best, the original. We're going to go back to the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and we are going to ask, we're going to ask Stephen Jones, how, how much are his brethren, the Hobbits, worth? So we're going to go with Dominic Mulholland. You tell me, how much is our man from Lost, who also have lost fame, a big fan of the show, big, big fan, Steve Jones. I, uh, I, I sold out and finally watched Lost, and uh, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. It didn't make any sense. It was a disaster. But it's so great. <laughs> But I loved every minute of it. I really did. I really, really did love that show. So many good lines. So many memorable. You know, at the end of the day, the the writing sucked, but the acting was so top notch. You can't argue with the performances uh, on the series of Lost. So you tell me, how much is our man Dominic worth? There's no way that he's worth more than forty million dollars. Forty million. Okay, so he was in Lord of the Rings. I don't think he's done much else. Lost in Lord of the Rings. What else has he been in? We don't know. He was in. Uh, there was a TV show um, after Lost that he that he did as well that got canceled. So, I forget, oh really? I forget what it was called. It was a time traveling kind of show or something like that. I don't know. But he was in that. So. All right. How much is Dominic Monaghan worth? I said forty million. Forty million. Jesus, you probably already got me just based on that. What is it? I'm looking. Oh, twelve million dollars! Uh, I figured that was kind of high. He couldn't have been worth. So you were off for, by a pretty good margin, but I still lost. Um, we're not going to tally the millions to have a grand. Well, I guess we. You know what? We could have two ways of winning, Steve Jones. Ooh. We could have we could have total uh, discrepancy, so I could beat you on that. But <laughs> but we could also do round by round. So right now you're up by, uh, one round to zero. So Bing, good job, Steve Jones. Bing. Okay, so my next, well, again, I'm continuing on the trend of Acoustic for a Cure. Uh, uh, yes. My next is Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day fame, of okay. uh, Foxborough Hot Tubs, of the, Billy ne- Joe the network. Billy Joe is worth a lot of money. I'm going to go with a lot of money. Um, I think that Billy Joe is worth, uh, well, Sammy Hagar's worth a shitload, and Sammy Hagar hasn't sold any, legitimately sold any. Any records in probably 20 years. Um, and whereas Billy Joe has been selling records for 20 years straight. Uh, I'm going to say, I think Billy Joe's worth $150 million. All right. Locked in. Um, locked in. And he, Billy Joe Armstrong is worth $55 million. Do what? <laughs> what? What? How was I off by a million dollars? 95. What the F? What the F? Uh-huh. How was I? How was I off by so much? How was I off by a hundred million dollars? Jesus Christ! Okay, all right. Billy Joe was worth less than Sammy. Hag- Sammy Hagar must have a great agent and or lawyer. Probably, I think. I mean, Green Day, obviously, while huge, uh, one of the biggest bands on the planet. Huge. Yeah, I mean. Um, State the hugeness here. I'm not. Oh no, I'm not. But um, so American Idiot, how much could that have you know possibly brought in? Right, that's obviously their biggest album. Yeah, but I mean Dookie, Jesus Christ, yeah. Dookie was everywhere. It was. They must, they must have had a really shitty contract for that album. Yeah, I mean, well, it was. I think I read something about it in Rolling Stone. Also, I mean, it probably didn't get a whole lot. I mean, because it was 
um, like their first real album. So it was, yeah. Um, so their initial contract may have been kind of small from that, and then grown it afterwards. Right? Or who, who could have known? Right? Who knows? Um, I think every contract that's like that, every contract period, should have that little line written in. It's like if this sells more than five million, you get incremental in, incremental percentage goes up. You get all the money. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've recouped and made fifty million dollars off of that. Okay, well, then the other four hundred million that's made in record sales should go straight to the band. Yeah. So who's your next? Well, okay, so I'm rethinking my strategy. You've been picking <clears throat> big bu- big bucks, right? Which means there's a bigger possibility for discrepancy. Uh, it's a smart tactic. I commend you. Um, so I, I have to change gears here. I can't stick with the hobbits. Uh, our man Dominic holds a special place in our heart because of Lust. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and switch it up. We're going to go. We're going to go with John Rhys Davies. John Rhys Davies played, of course, Gimli, the dwarf. Uh, the man is a, is a seasoned actor's actor uh, and has been on the, the acting scene for forever. So you tell me, what is he worth? So uh, so being as I have no clue who that is. What? Can I look up a picture of him? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. So I just you got to go off of his name. I can't imagine. You don't know who Gimli is? I have no idea who that is. Do you ever watch Sliders? No. You want you want sliders? What? <laughs> nope. Didn't happen. I'll, I'll go I'll go with it though. I'll take your tactic of, you know, throwing out someone who I have no idea who it is. Uh, oh. And I'll probably oh. still beat you. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's see oh. let's see what you got. Based on your perception, I'm going to I'm going to say Well, I mean, I was off I was off by 100 million. It's going to be hard for me to be for you to be off by 100 million. I, yeah, I mean, that guy, I mean, who no one knows who he is, I'm going to say 15 million. <laughs> I'll say fifteen million. <laughs> no one knows who he is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh man, that's fucked up. Um, you really don't know who John Rhys Davies is. Fifteen million. All right, you can you can look up a picture of him now because you're locked in at fifteen million. John Rhys. R H Y S dash Davies. Fifteen million is what you said. Yeah, that's what I said. I think you're way off. Oh, okay. That guy looks familiar. Okay. Oh, what, what was it? See how much you're off by? No. 215 million. What? <laughs> There's no way. I, I mean, I went to Celebrity Net Worth, but it says 70-year-old. John Rhys Davies, the highest paid actor in the world. How is oh, that possible? What's up? It's been a rough year for the actor, but he's made his millions of dollars to ease the pay in the 70-year-old John Rhys Davies taking the number one spot of people with money's top ten highest paid actors of twenty fourteen. That with is an estimated seventy five million dollars in combined earnings. Wow, that's just, ridiculous, oh, right? I doubled up on you. I smoked you. Oh, yeah. yeah so there's not. All right, it comes down. Yeah, it looks like there's not really any coming back from that, but but we'll see. We'll take it down to, to round three, right? Um, and well, let's see. Okay, so I was off by ninety million in the first one and 100 million in the second so i think i'm edged i've edged you out i've mm-hmm. just taken the lead back barely yeah. you didn't know who john Rhys davis you still get a picture of him though right yeah, yeah. He, he looks kind of familiar but i couldn't have pulled his name out from anywhere so it's um, Gim- gimli son of gloin and don't you forget it you son of a bitch so my don't my, you forget it my last one here uh may 
uh, take the cake. Um, tell me, Joe. Tell me, Joe. How much is James Hetfield worth? James Hetfield, Metallica fame, is worth a goddamn fortune. Uh, I mean, the Metallica being like a, they're like a fucking gold press, right? Mm-hmm. They are the they are the Coca Cola of metal, uh, for better or for worse. You know, there was a time long time ago when not anybody knew not everybody knew who metallica was i would still say that they were the most popular of metal bands but uh before they had t-shirts that were sold at hot topic um and before they had they had uh, released the album reload um metallica was of lesser known fame and it was better that way i'm just gonna say that for all the hardcore metallica fans out there um but it's great for metallica that they blew up and that they're all uh filthy stinking rich James Hatfield is worth, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say uh, $213 million. James Print Hed- it, locked it in. Locked in. James Hetfield is worth $175 million. <laughs> I was close. I mean, that's not too not bad. bad. Not bad. $33 million off by $33 million. Okay. Okay. So going back, going back by uh, by a long shot here. We're sticking with the the Hobbit theme over here. My man John Reese Davies, Stephen Jones has no idea who that is. Crunching it out. I'm not a Hobbit nerd. Yeah. I'll, uh, you know. How dare you? Um, what did I say? Thirty eight million was the difference there. Thirty eight. Uh, thirty three. And so your total, I think. That's your... what I said, but I think it was thirty eight. Um, yeah. If you go seventy five, it's. Ten more. My total is what? So you're off by two hundred and I think twenty two hundred and ten million. And what are you at? And so right now I am pretty significant. You're off by a pretty significant amount. I'm off. So there's no way for me to win this actually because I was I was off by two hundred thirty five plus twenty eight. Right. So this last one doesn't even matter. No, I mean you could you could catch me. How so though? Because you've already had all your three. Oh yeah, no, I got you. So, okay, well then, no, no, I win the. I, okay, so I win the the grand total, but the rubber match, you could be closer than me on this one. In which case, you'd win two out of three. Okay, let's do it. So we could tie. We could tie, Steve Jones. Hop at me. I'm gonna. I want to bury you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna bear. I'm gonna bury you. So we're going with. Uh, we're going with. The other. I switch gears. Dominic did me proud, but John Reese really buried the hatchet. Uh, but I'm going to put the nail in the coffin. We're going Sir Ian McKellen, Gandalf, Lord of the Ring, Rings fame. 50. What is he worth? 5-0, that's it? I, th- I think you're way, way off. Way off. That's where I'm going. Okay. Am I looking it up here? Yeah, go you for it. You got it over here? The sweet satisfaction of looking it up myself. All right, hold on. Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen, pardon me, Sir Ian, Sir Ian McKellen. I mean, this guy, this guy's got it good. You know what he does these days? Nothing. Dude, he tools. He just tools around. He does. He does X Men: Days of Future Past. He does Hobbit sequels, and he just tools around with his boyfriend and and Patrick Stewart. I've seen. I think I've seen picture, a bunch of pictures of them like acting like fools. It was, uh, it's a bromance. Yeah. It's the best. It is the greatest bromance. 
I think I've ever seen. It's so, it's so delightful. The internet is infatuated, I think, with this this, you know, unification. Uh, what did you say you thought he was worth? I said fifty million. Ah, <laughs> Stephen Jones with the buzzer meter. Fifty-five million is what he is worth today. Nicely done. So Stephen Jones wins the the best uh, two out of three. Uh, I win the overall off by uh, total earnings. So nicely done, us. Uh, one and one, but you're still technically ahead of me. So we'll call, we'll we'll call today a tie. So you're you're still up one to zero to one, and I'm oh one and one. Sounds good. I'll take it. Nice, nicely done, Stephen Jones. Good, good match. Good match. I can't believe you didn't know who that was. Hey, yeah, that that kind of put me at a little disadvantage, didn't it? I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on your ignorance from now on in order to beat you. <laughs> that's, a, that's, for, that's the only way you can. Huh? You're, apparently, because <laughs> <laughs> the other ones I did I did rather well on the other ones. I would say you did rather well on the yeah. other ones. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. You were within five million on Ian McKellen. Damn, damn good show. Yeah. But you didn't. But you had no idea who John Rhys Davies was. It happens. Your mistake. Your mistake. Apparently, the highest paid actor in the world right now, and you didn't know who he was. Yeah, I still think that's ridiculous. I didn't know who he was either, and then I remembered that he was the highest paid actor in the world, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I know who that is." So why don't we get into the meat of the show, shall we? Do some music on that's this. What's what we're here, what's what we're here to do on this concert pop podcast. And uh, so we're going to start it out. Um, let me give you a little backstory about this concert. It's Acoustic for a Cure. Um, it uh, goes towards UCSF Medical Center for you know to help like children with cancer, I believe. And um, the tickets are a little expensive, but the, uh, the money's all going there. And so it's for a really good cause, first annual of that concert. So um, I take that to mean that there will be another one next year, probably with big names uh, like that, that Sammy pulls together. So... Um, Fillmore, right? At the Fillmore, my favorite place to see a concert. It was really, I mean, it was, it was just so amazing because it was all acoustic, uh, except for when Billy Joe Armstrong came out and like he did a record, he had a recording track for American Idiot and brought out an electric guitar um, and did American Idiot on an electric guitar, which um, was it wasn't that great, but um, but besides that, I mean, if Billy, wait, 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 yeah. wait, I'm surprised. There is a great acoustic song, a really, really fantastic acoustic song that Green Day has that is very famous. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's, I know that it's a, uh, like a graduation song, but Time of Your Life is, why would you play anything other than that? Why would you play American Idiot when you go play Time of Your Life? I know, yeah. Well, each each band. So, kind of what happened was you never knew who was coming up next, sort of thing. Um, starting out the show, Sammy Hagar and James Hetfield came out and just introduced the uh, the concert. Then um, Sammy did a couple of songs, um, and, and it kind of uh, like parlayed itself. There was no stopping between. I mean, really, there were no like intermissions or breaks between sets or anything. Um, the next person just came up, and then they di- uh, had a bunch of like duets where they teamed up. Like it, it's kind of like passing the torch. Like Sammy would play, and then Pat Monahan from Train would do a song with Sammy Hagar, and then um, Pat Monahan would do a couple of his songs, and then um, bring out Nancy Wilson from Heart, and um, and so on and so on. Right? Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was it's it was a real smart way to transition between acts. 
Oh, it was super cool. And, and they brought brought out, you know, different people at different points and um, and just all kind of, you know, jammed together and had a great time. So it was it was so cool. to. Ha- I mean, obviously the room of that caliber already has so much energy, but bringing in, yeah. um, you know, uh, acts of that size. Um, and How many people were at the show? I mean, it's so it was sold out. So it was, you know, 1100, right? Um, 1100. Or, or so. Tiny. Yeah, so tiny. And, and I was, you know, pretty close. So I got to, I got to shoot some, you know, I shot some video of it, which you can find on YouTube. Searching what, Concert uh, Pipeline. What's going to be the first song we check oh, out tonight for the, the show? The first song that we're going to do um, since Sammy started out the show is going to be um, a song of Sammy Hagar's, and it's called Red Voodoo. All these guys are on the wagon, and, and I'm not, so... <laughs>
So that was Red Voodoo by Sammy Hagar. And like I mentioned wow. before, I mean, yeah. Wow. I mean, he's, what, a, what a great song. Yeah, he's uh, he's an amazing pr- uh, performer. He's really fun. I mean, I always uh, thought uh, when I like from the very first time I saw him live, what an interactive, what a great uh, stage performer he is, and it's so cool to see um, these amazing talents, you know, just simplified with just their acoustic guitar and um, you know, and a, sometimes it's, a couple other. I'm going to say this too: Sammy Hagar has been rocking for a very long time. He is in no way washed up. No, no, he's still, you know, living his dream and having a good time. Yeah. He does. You can still tell for, he kind of does it for himself. So yeah, I mean, he he just loves it. It's what he's there to do. He's a red rocker. So um, <laughs> this next one is "Ramble On." It's a little cover of Led Zeppelin with Sammy Hagar and Pat Monahan from Train. Boom. <laughs>
Okay, so that was Ramble On, um, and we're going to ramble on and continue with um, another song that <laughs> Sammy Hagar participated in. Uh, it was actually during Joe Satriani's set uh, that he did, um, and he brought out Sammy Hagar. Uh, for those of you that don't know, they have a little band together called... Chickenfoot. There we go. <laughs> uh, and, uh, um, and Joe and I have actually seen Chickenfoot at the Fillmore. Um, back in 2000. That's right. I the film more about 2008. I think it was 2009, actually. Um, oh yeah, so, no, you're right. Um, so yeah, so uh, so we got to see them. I mean, and obviously that's a pretty intimate setting for for them uh, alone. Not, uh, not to mention all these other bands tonight uh, that are on the show tonight. So we're gonna uh, share a song that, uh, that they did. Uh, one of Chicken Foots. It's called Something Gone Wrong. Yes. Chicken Foot, Somebody got left behind Ooh, and it's gonna 
All right. Um, so next up, we're going to play a couple of songs here from uh, James Hetfield from Metallica. Um, one song. We're that- bringing you guys. We're bringing you. We're bringing you guys the whole concert. That's what we want. We want you guys to enjoy what Stephen got to enjoy. Uh, what I have uh, not had the opportunity to enjoy yet. We want you to enjoy the, the acoustic show for a cure. The acoustic show for a cure. We we do and. Uh, and there were lots of covers and lots of uh, songs that were done together, like we mentioned. And so uh, James Hetfield covered uh, the Beatles in my life, uh, which is just really cool because you're used to James Hetfield being uh, this big metal god, right? And him just sitting there uh, solo by himself with uh, an acoustic guitar, something you'll probably never get to see again. Um, and, uh, and so we're going to bring that to you. And, and after that, we'll... I will, I will, I will say this sober James Hetfield is much more emo than metal James Hetfield. So you might get to see it again. Just throwing that out there. It, it, yeah, I definitely. And when some kind of monster, I think that's the name of their documentary, um, that they had. How do you, came, think, came how do you think that is the name? That, that's the name, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, is. okay just, just making sure. Um, when that came out, I saw it in theaters and, um, and I just, my all my impressions I had of Metallica at that point kind of changed 360 uh, watching that video. And Three, well, 360 would be back the direction you were already going. Uh, 180. So 180. How about 180? Half of there 360. <laughs> Maybe 175. I was, you know, still turned a little bit. But uh, all right, edit, you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> probably won't. Uh, no, but leave it in. But yeah, so uh, anyway, so we're we're gonna hear that song. Um, we're also going to follow that up with um, a song that James Hetfield did with Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, uh, where they did a metal- melody of uh, Metallica's "Until It Sleeps" and "Boulevard of Broken Dreams" by Green Day. So you get to hear both of those now.
And uh, I think Joe's gonna come up here and make it sound even sweeter. Scott over there. He's holding her down. What's up? Are you on? Let's do this. James Hetfield, ladies and gentlemen. Billy Joe Armstrong, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Satriani. You can sing if you want to.
Okay, so we had a lot of great music there, right? So good. So good. And in all ser- in all seriousness, uh, though, I'm really annoyed that I didn't get to go. Yeah, I, I am. I'm annoyed. I, you know, I love that kind of shit. But, um, while I feel like the the kind of compilation amalgamation uh, shows like that are a little they're a little contrived, I still think that it's cool to see you know. <laughs> you'd see 10 acts that you would only get to see over the course of a lifetime all in one show all performing together um maybe not all simultaneously but all performing together it's that's fucking amazing yeah no and it and it really was right i mean the, each of those acts could you know play an arena on their own right right um, right and they played they played a little intimate show uh for a cool quarter million that all all the pro- profits went to researching cancer it's fucking cool man yeah, it was it was really good. So I'm I'm glad that uh, that came together. I'm glad I was able to go to it, and I'm glad I was able to bring it to uh, concert pipeline as well. So, um, so it was a fun show. Um, we have some some more good shows coming up. Um, we're trying to get an interview with uh, a, a metal mariachi band called Metalachi. Um, that uh, that yeah, may- per the recommendation of our our lovely bartender. Uh, at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz. They're going to be playing there, but I think with our reputation at the Catalyst, I think we'll kind of skip going all the way to Santa Cruz. We're never going to the Catalyst again. <laughs> yeah, we've. It's never. It's never happening again. <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of rule that out. That one out. We'll take. We'll, we'll give them a little break. So <laughs> I guess we get. We, we might be able to go and see Casey Party time. We, yeah, I know, right? We'd go just for him. So 
Uh, he's my friend. I love him. Yes. We're friends on Facebook. Casey Party Time. I hope he's listening because he's a, a celebrity out of Santa Barbara in Santa Cruz. I almost said Santa Barbara. Uh, and he he's going to hype the ground for us. He is. So that would be the only reason we'd go to <laughs> back to the catalyst, probably. So, but yeah, it, goddamn right. Yeah. So we so we may have that coming up um, next week. Otherwise, uh, we'll have some more good shows, um, interviews that are um, on the calendar right now uh, coming up. Our Bottle Rock Festival at the end of May, um, which will be um, a lot of fun, I think. Um, I Bottle mean, Rock's going to be great. You and uh, you and your lovely wife Meg are going. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are, and uh, and some inter- some bands that we have interviews with are Smash Mouth, and uh, somebody once told me, "Go for it, Joe." <laughs> no, do it, do it, sing that, it. I am absolutely not next, going to. Uh, what's and, the next line? What's the next line, Steve Jones? I forgot the lyrics. The world is going to roll me. That's all I'm doing. Uh, but and, you should sing it. The no, world absolutely is going to roll you. Yeah. Uh, and we're also going to have you Spin better, Doctors. No matter what, you Spin- better. Spin Doctors, uh huh, and Carl Denson's right. Tiny the, Universe. Wait, 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 can you name one Spin Doctor song? Yeah, uh, Two Princes. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Look at you, nineties, nineties, Alice in '97.3. It never <laughs> failed you. All right, uh, you were. I'm picturing look, Steve Jones. Look up the video. A bandana. Look up Two Princes Wonderlust. I've uh, seen it. Uh, oh wait, from what? The, from Wonder the movie, Lost. from the movie Wonderlust, and you'll you'll have a good laugh. Uh, that's, that's will my... I? Is are you in it? No. Uh, so we'll have we'll have interviews with other bands. Matt and Kim uh, are, are on the books as well. Um, also, after that, we're going to be covering the Ch- Chipotle Cultivate Festival. Cultivate and um, wait, wait, Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle Cultivate Festival in San Francisco Golden Gate Park on June seventh. With Neon Trees and Andrew McMahon. What am I looking up? Spin Doctors what? Uh, you don't have to do this now. Do it after no, this podcast. It's ridiculous. It's Spin Doctors Wonderlust. Wonder, Wonderlust. Yeah, the movie. With Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. All right. I bet this is this is great. It is. And or terrible. I got, I got the recommendation from a friend. So. Really? Yeah. Uh, he told me to look it up, and it was, it was pretty funny. All right, with with Paul Rudd. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna watch it, and okay. I think everyone else listening should watch it. They it's should probably really funny. They should do that after the podcast is over. So, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So we have other great shows coming up. Slightly stupid. Uh, a ton of other interviews that are set, and it's gonna be a fun summer for Concert Pipeline. Uh, this is uh, probably one of Joe's last podcasts uh, that he's doing before he leaves the country. And goes to Italy. Sure am. Yeah. Going if, to Italy. If we don't get Metalachi on the show. Going on hiatus. Yeah. So I'll have to continue on without him for a while. Hold the fort down. But, um, but yeah, so that's... Uh, ask, one of our, ask one of our other former hosts to step in and host. I open, I open door invite uh, to my old friend Ryan Purdy. I would love to hear him host a, an episode of uh, Concert Pipeline. He'd have to fly uh, back into California, point. so... You'd have to fly back to California, right? Miracle, the miracle. No, miracle of FaceTime. Oh, okay. The same way we're having a podcast right now. <laughs> the m- same m- exact miracle. way. So, uh, if you're listening, shout out. Uh, 
Shout out to formerly the Plaid Binding Collective, Gus Carlson. Unfortunately, his students discovered that he was doing the podcast, uh, which is why he's no longer doing it. I'm really disappointed because I was really enjoying his stories. Is that what happened? Uh, I was wondering. I, I didn't know that. So I reached I reached out because I wanted to know why I wasn't getting any Plaid Bunyan in my life, and uh, and that's what happened. So I'm disappointed and and sit bad, but um, you know, you got to do what you, you got to do to protect your reputation. You know, someday when I'm running for presidency of the United States, you're going to have to delete these because otherwise everyone will think that I'm a, uh, I'm a dick. I, I think they still will when you're running, so. Oh! Yeah. Sick burn, Steve Jones. Yeah. That's deep. Well, that's the podcast for tonight. All right, that's the podcast for tonight. That's Stephen Jones. And that's Joe Wilson. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. Just a little silly thing. We just want to say goodnight this way.